Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Have you ever noticed or have you run into this issue where your child is just really struggling to go to sleep and it can become very stressful because then you're sleep deprived from staying up with them. You can easily become frustrated from being sleep deprived and then just wishing you could figure out a way to help them to sleep. I know I have been in this scenario with several of my kids at different times. And so today I just want to share with you some different tips and tricks that I have tried over the years that have really helped my children with just being able to get into a good sleep routine so that everyone is just being able to be well rested and feeling their best. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently able children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you've spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley. In this podcast, we will focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so that you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers you. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact in your life. If you want to hear from a mama who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this in a way that's sustainable and that doesn't add to your overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. All right, I want to say first and foremost, this is in no way, shape, or form any kind of medical advice. And as always, just consult your doctor about anything that you're thinking about trying or anything you have questions about. This is just me sharing my own personal experience, some different routines, and also some different supplements that have helped my children specifically. As I have shared before, we do also see a natural doctor. And then, of course, my children have a primary care physician as well. But you know, we've, we have been in different stages of the journey. Like right now we're not seeing our natural doctor as much because I've found some other, um, different cellular type of supplements that have really been helping us. And so we haven't had the need for it as much because we are working on healing our cells. And I will share those supplements in the link below. You're always welcome to reach out to me if you have any questions about them, but that has helped. But all of that to say, you know, it's kind of been a journey and each stage has looked different. There have been times where we have been more heavily relying on our natural doctor and then times where we haven't. A lot of it depends on what's going on with our children specifically. If we are, if what we're doing is helping them, if we feel like we're in a good routine. And then if we, if something seems to be going on and we can't get it figured out, we always revert back to our natural doctor just to get to the bottom of what's going on and what it is exactly that we need to do to help them. And so I really love being able to do whatever I can do on my own. And then whenever I have done all that I can do, having that backup and that other person that I can go to that I can consult with who has a lot more knowledge and experience than me and who can just help me to kind of figure out what the best plan is for my child. So like I briefly mentioned earlier, one of the things that we do is we do take supplements that actually have been peer reviewed and scientifically backed. They have been shown to lower the body's oxidative stress levels by 40% within the first 30 days of taking them. And then we also take a similar supplement by the same company that helps to deal with mitochondrial health. And so one thing that I have noticed, because we have been on these supplements for I would say about eight months now, maybe seven months. And I have noticed that 
our need for a lot of these other things that I'm about to mention to you has greatly diminished because my kids are just sleeping better. And I think the reason for that is because whenever your cells are functioning the way that they should, then your body begins to be able to feel better. It begins to function in other areas how it should. And we've just seen a lot more growth and just everyone's feeling better. And so a lot of those issues we were having before of not being able to wind down at night, I have noticed have greatly decreased. And so while I do still implement some of these things, because some of them are just great routines to have, I have just noticed that as we've consistently been on this product or these products, that we don't necessarily have to be so regimented with all of these things like we have had to in the past because we had children who really could not go to sleep at night. And it really does wear on you because you get so tired and you just want sleep. You just want your kid to sleep. You know that it's a vicious cycle. If they're not sleeping, then it's just making them cranky the next day. And it just goes round and round and round. It feels like it's never going to end. And you know that the one thing they need is sleep, that it would help everything to be better, but they just can't seem to settle and to get to sleep. And so... We have, like I said, we've done a bunch of different things and I'm going to go over those as well. But that is one thing that I have noticed that has been extremely helpful for us and has taken a lot of the stress out of it because I'm not having to try to juggle so many different things to help my kids to sleep at night. And so that has been really nice. And I will leave anything I mention, if there's a link for it, I will leave it in the show notes below. But another thing that I would say is keeping a really good routine for bedtime The reason for this is because if you are very consistent with what it is you're going to do to get your children prepared for bed, their brain will begin to recognize and realize these signals and realize, okay, it is time for us to go to sleep at night. Like this is the, we do these things and that means we're going to bed. And so right now, a lot of times in the evenings, I am actually doing like my podcast recording or something like that whenever it's time for our kids to go to bed. So my husband largely has been taking over our bedtime routine, but he is very consistent with certain things that he does. And this is something we have really tried to do even over the last several years. And that is, you know, we're going to get their pajamas on and then take them in and brush their teeth. And then we're going to go lay down and we're going to read some books. We're going to make sure that all of the lights are off. We don't have a bunch of lights on that are signaling their body to stay awake. We're also limiting any kind of screens because like I've mentioned in some past episodes about screen time, that blue light signals to your body to not make melatonin, which means they're going to stay awake. So at least an hour before bed, no screens. Honestly, longer than that is even better, but at least at minimum an hour. And so keeping these consistent routines can be very helpful. Another thing in the area of light is the kind, like I kind of mentioned with the blue light, the kind of light that you have on in, in your home makes a big difference. So obviously no screens, that blue light is going to keep you awake. But then if you can actually start turning lights off as the evening goes on, That, again, is going to signal to the the body, it's getting darker. That means we need to make melatonin. It's time to go to sleep. And then if you do want to, because I'm sure you don't want to sit in the pitch black, dark, in your house. No one wants to do that. But if you are going to have like a few lamps on or something like that, making sure that they're more of like an amber colored light and not a really bright white light or like a daylight bulb, something like that. Keeping those amber colors 
signals to the body that it's time to sleep. I know red, ambers, those types of colors, those are what's going to signal to the brain. It's time to sleep. It's not going to stimulate it to stay awake like that blue light will. So those are some things that are pretty easy once you start doing them it's pretty easy to to get into a routine of doing them. And then, like I mentioned, it's going to help your child's body without them even realizing it. Their body's going to realize these things are happening. So we're about to go to sleep and it, it makes it where they're not going, their body's not fighting against them to go to sleep as much. Now, obviously if they have some other things going on, that still could be an issue, but I feel like this is a great first step of just helping them to get on that consistent routine, making sure that lights are not stimulating them, suppressing their melatonin production, all of those things. It can be so helpful. Another great thing to do, at least this has worked well for my kids, is if they can take some kind of a relaxing bath. So I love to put like Epsom salt in the bath. You could even do like a bath salt or something like that that has some lavender or something like that. Um, You do want to look up recipes because you don't want to just mix straight oils into water because it will not... It will just float on the water, which is not safe for you to put it undiluted on your skin. But you could use those Epsom salts to make some kind of a bath salt that has a carrier oil mixed in with it, along with like some relaxing like chamomile or lavender or whatever it is that seems to really calm your child. You know, you have to try this out a little bit because there are some people who lavender does not calm them. It actually stimulates them. So it is a little bit of trial and error, but I think that warm, relaxing bath with the Epsom salt, which has magnesium in it, is a great way to signal to their body, relax the body, all of that. Um, We also will use a magnesium cream as well. I use that on myself every night. I love using that. And I actually make our, I make our magnesium cream now. However, there is one that I use from Earthly. I have used it for several years before I started making our own. And I will also link that below. It's a great quality one as well. But if you don't really necessarily want to do the Epsom salt bath, then another great way of doing that would be just to rub some magnesium cream on them every night. I think that can also be great to add into a bedtime routine of, you know, we're going to rub some magnesium cream down your spine. I love to do it on the back of the neck and down the spine. I think it's just very relaxing. It will help them with sleep as well. And so I have found that could be a great routine to add in to the mix. And then, like I said, you could also do the bath, especially if it's something, it's a time where they're really struggling to wind down. I have kids who, if they're really worked up, just getting to sit and soak in a warm bath makes so much of a difference for them. And then especially if you're adding in Epsom salt, sometimes I will throw in um, like a little splash of apple cider vinegar and even some baking soda. If I feel like they're fighting off something just to kind of do a little detox bath, sometimes you could even do like some dried herbs in there and you can put them in like a little baggie so that it's not making your, your tub all nasty. There are just so many different things that you can do That really gives you the power to take charge of this and to see, okay, what is it that I could do to help my child? And it does take some trial and error. Absolutely. But it at least gives you something to try instead of feeling like you're helpless and you have no idea what to do. And you just feel like you're stuck in this vicious cycle of everyone needing sleep and everyone feeling just out of control angry, cranky, all of the things that happen whenever we don't get enough sleep over a long period of time. And on the note of essential oils, you absolutely could also diffuse essential oils in your home. I am 
I try to practice oils using oils safely. I don't use them neat, which means they're not diluted. I always dilute them. I dilute them to the proper percentage, especially when using them on my children and because I don't want them to develop any kind of sensitivity to them. And so I also, if I'm going to diffuse oils, I don't like to diffuse the same oil over and over again. I want to create some kind of rotation. And that way, like I I think I have like three or four different blends of like sleep blends that I can diffuse and I can just switch those out instead of it being the same one over and over. And each of those blends don't have the same oils in them. Just for me, it's again that trying to be cautious. Oils are powerful. And so I think we have to be respectful of them. Obviously, it's something they work great, but I try to be respectful of them and to use them like it's not my front line of defense. I would rather use like actual herbs instead of that concentrated oil. However, I think it's a great tool. I think it's a great resource. I do think there are so many different valuable resources that you can find for practicing using oils safely. And I think taking the time to learn a little bit about how you want to use oils so that you feel comfortable with using them is a great use of your time just so you're feeling comfortable with what it is you're doing. I mean, it's the same way with any kind of herbs. Even I'm not even talking about ingesting herbs. I'm just talking like an herb bath or something like that. Taking the time to learn what it is you're wanting to use and if it's safe for your child. Obviously, if you have any concerns, consulting with your doctor as well. Just doing what it is that you feel most comfortable with and the things that you feel would work best for your child. And the thing is, and this is what I love, is that I can watch my ch- my children and I can figure out pretty quickly if something seems to be helping or making it worse. I can figure out pretty quickly if it doesn't seem to be helping at all. It's doing nothing. And so if it's not helping, I just stop that thing. I Another great resource that I have used in the past is an herbal tincture. And again, this kind of takes out some of that guesswork for you because the research has already been done up front. These are these herbs are safe for children and it has been made and diluted properly, all of that stuff. There's no concerns. And it's also from Earthly. I'll link it below, but it is specifically for sleep. And I have used that in the past with my kids before. I think whenever you're not sure of what to do, it can be a great resource because like I said, the work is already done for you and you can obviously, they keep their ingredient list very short. So it would not take you very long at all to read through what what herbs are in that and if you feel comfortable with it or not, which is what I love about them because I'm not having to, you know, read through a 20 ingredient long list and try to research each of those things. It's very clean, very simple. They don't put a bunch of junk in their stuff. And so I love that. So I think even if you feel like, okay, well, (laughs) I'm sleep deprived and I don't have time to educate myself on oils and herbs. I get it. I've been there many times. And like I've shared before, I am naturally a researcher. Not everyone is. And I totally understand that. So I think having these tools that are already, the, the person has already done the research for you, that is really helpful. So things like I mentioned, that herbal tincture or like a magnesium bath, those types of things It would just be something that could be an easy thing for you to try with very little effort. And I know what it's like when you're sleep deprived and you're desperate. You don't need something that's going to require a bunch of effort. But I do want to give both options because once you get past that point and you've gotten some sleep again, you may want to go back and research and learn more so that you begin to figure out what's going to work best and tailor 
what you do to your specific family. And I think that's also great. But I also understand when you're in that survival mode, that's probably not happening. And I've been there many, many times, so I get it. But I just hope that this has been helpful. I hope it has given you some ideas of different things that you could try possibly to help your child with sleep. Again, some of these, it would take, it's going to take time. Now I will say, you know, if you're limiting screens, that's probably, you're going to notice that within a quicker period of time because it has been proven that the blue lights do decrease our ability to create melatonin. And so the turnaround on that would probably be a little faster. It really depends on what you're doing And it depends on your child's specific body and what's going on with them. Even while taking our cellular stuff, each of us has reacted and responded differently because we have so many different things going on with our specific bodies. And so as our cells are being repaired, how that shows is different for each of us. And so that's what we have to remember whenever we are working towards a more natural lifestyle and helping our children with their health is that... Each of us, we are uniquely designed by God and we have very unique things going on with our bodies. And so sometimes things don't exactly happen or change in the way that we thought that they would, but that doesn't mean that change and progress isn't happening. And so I think if we can even start to see maybe our child winding down faster for bed or something like that, it maybe it's not exactly what we hoped for, but it's still a win in the right direction. And it's still a good sign that, healing is happening, even though it may be going slower than we like. So anyways, you guys are always welcome to reach out to me if you have any questions. If you want to share an amazing resource with me, I would love that as well. I will link all of my email, my social media handles, all of that below in the show notes, and I will see you back next time. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.